Hey guys, welcome to The Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 93 you have found. You can tweet TLTEAL Productions on Twitter to get at me. The Ronin Rabbit has a Google Plus page, and on Facebook I post the episodes at the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. BigTimeNoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit is the website. And the email address is usagipodcast at gmail.com. Usagi Ojimbo, Volume 3, Issue 19 from Dark Horse Comics, dated March 1998, is the book. The story is entitled Grass Cutter Chapter 4, Aikida. And we have basically our people, uh, no, no one new has been added. Noriyuki, Tomoyame, and Akita are together pretty much in their portion of the story. Kotetsu, Ryoko, and Kirinomono are together. Usagi and Genosuke, Inazuma and Sanshobo, and Jay and Keiko. So we start at Akita's uh, family's place where Noriyuki and Tomoyame have come seeking succor or shelter, if you will. She is tending to Lord Noriyuki, she being Tomoyame. And she finishes what she can do, and Aikida's wife jumps in and says she will finish, giving Tomoyame an opportunity to rest. Tomoy questions Akita, uh, doesn't really get any solid information from him one way or the other. She's not she's not feeling him, as it were. Uh, finally, he decides to help with a little input from his son that he can help when, in, uh, in fact, he tried to not. But his son said, well, yeah, there is a way we can help. Remember? You know, kind of situation. So, he agrees to lead Noriyuki and Tomoyame uh, away and safely out of the province uh, so that they continue can continue their journey to Edo rather than going back to the clan castle which is what I would assume they would do but so they fall asleep that night and at some point during the night Aikida comes over and you know staring down at the helpless lord Noriyuki we see a rehashing of his uh, beef, as it were, he was part of the army of Lord Araki, who was uh, attempting to usurp Lord Madaichi, who is Lord Noriyuki's father. They were defeated, uh, and he went into hiding as a miserable peasant. He says, I have Madaichi to blame for my lot, but now I have you, his whelp powerless before me. And so, you know, he's going back and forth. We have seen uh, this type of struggle dramatically played out before. He has an opportunity to do something nefarious. And the question is, should he, at this point, then Tomoe Ame wakes up, finds that he is acting a little too strangely, a little too close to Lord Noriyuki, and at the end of a sword, tells him to go away. He does. She goes back to her position, guarding him, choosing not to sleep anymore. She will take 
guard the rest of the time. Next up is the Kosetsu Ryoko segment. Uh, they're waiting for the Kitanamono to get there with the sword. Um, Kosetsu is not waiting very well. Usabi, Usagi is stumbling after the Kitanamono who uh, took the sword from him. He's essentially lost him in the forest here. He's going the way that he thinks he went, the, the creature went, but he doesn't know for sure because he can't see it, can't hear it. Until finally he uh, runs afoul of a group of Kotetsu's men, yet again, fights them, uh, kills them, but again to some injury from him to, to himself. So he's tired, he's beat down, and he's starting to uh, suffer from all of these things back to back to back with no chance to rest or recuperate. He does admit, though, that um, he doesn't fare well against spearmen, that they are his Achilles heel in his fighting technique. And here, just as he hears another sound, he thinks to himself, there's more of them. I'm too exhausted for a battle, but I'll die with my sword in my hand. And he tries to stumble into the forest, but Genosuke finally catches up to him. It's, it's Genosuke. Just as Usagi collapses, or Usagi collapses because he sees Gen and knows that he can, he can finally rest. Next we have the Inazuma Senshobo section here. She wakes up under another one of these contraptions that we first saw with Usagi, the bag of healing herbs suspended over her forehead. She's laying beneath one of those. Senshobo is trying to ask her, trying to get from her, you know, something that is useful. And uh, we see that he uh, actually ends up giving her more information as far as how she got there. And when he mentions the samurai spearmen all in black, the one with the empty eyes, she starts. Because that's who she saw in her nightmare. But yet, Senshobo says that's who ultimately brought her to the monastery. We go back to the Aikida-led Noriyuki Tomoe escape as they're making their way, um, well, as they're about to leave, his wife comes out and gives him his swords, which had been put up, uh, signifying that he was no longer that man. But she knew that he would need them, so she brought them to him, further confusing Tomoe because the way he wields and handles them, she knows now he is far more than just a peasant. She and Lord Noriyuki along the way are talking about that. Basically, the gist of the conversation is that she uh, implores Lord Noriyuki to not trust this man. No matter what happens, whether I'm there or not, do not trust Akita. Usagi and Genosuke uh, continue their pursuit of the creature that has the sword, Kitanemono. Usagi telling Gen that he believes that it is the grass cutter sword that he had and that they are now pursuing and everything that that implies all Gen can think meanwhile is wow, I bet it's worth a lot of money there's a lot of people that would pay for it so there we have that 
We have a section here between Jay and Keiko, where they're continuing on their journey, and Keiko is showing concern for, um, yeah, sorry, Inazuma, and she's genuinely concerned for her, and Jay seems not to, Jay seems above these kind of things. He is not bothered by contemplating, but finally admits that yes, she will live, that Inazuma will be alright, and that seems to set Keiko's mind at ease. As they're walking, though, suddenly Jay gets kind of funky, talking to some voice, you know, some spirit in his head or some something, and runs off leaving Keiko, who uh, the last we see of her is running alone by herself in a forest that she is unfamiliar with. Back to the Aikida section, we see that they stop in their journey along the mountain path because up ahead they see that it has been uh, barricaded and that there are guards waiting uh, presumably some more of Kotetsu's men that is looking for Lord Noriyuki. They decide to uh, pick up the path at a higher elevation by cutting up the mountain from where they are to where it wraps back around higher up. So they climb up and they pass the um, blockade at a higher elevation in a, in a thinner path there. All the while, Tomoe Ame and Aikida are talking. Uh, she's letting him know that she knows he's up to something. And that they'll settle up finally when they have an opportunity to settle up. And don't have all these other pressures on them as far as uh, uh, things taking their attention and, and their energy. As they get off the mountain and they get back into the forest, they see that the path is yet again blocked. And they surprise the blockade and dispatch them all rather quickly. Aikida showing that he is very apt at handling a sword. One guardsman escapes. uh, One thug, one whatever these guys are, henchmen. And is running. Aikida saying he'll get him, he'll get him. But then his leg, uh, which is the injury that he suffered that caused him to have to kind of go into hiding because he wasn't 100% healthy. He had to hide until he was healthy again. And we see that the leg issue has kept with him and he stumbles and falls and this last henchman gets away. Um, both Aikida and uh, Tomoyame being rather dour that word now will get out that they uh, have escaped everything else and are on the loose and who they are. Uh, and where they are because of the group that they attacked, you know, the location of that group. So, basically, they have been uh, given away now. The final segment here appears to be Kitana Mono carrying the sword, running, stopping to investigate it, being waylaid by a, an image of its master, Ryoko, telling it to hurry, to stop what it's doing, to, to come on, bring the sword to me. And in the midst of this, Jay appears, saying at last, I have found that which summons me. And Ryoko and Kitanamono both in the very last panel show surprise, uh, either at Jay himself or at the fact that someone is there and has found the sword. So all in all... Um, 
the individual storylines are progressing, I think. Um, honestly, at this point, the midpoint of the story, I'm not sure how uh, ooh and ah and, and cool the story is to me. We have seen at least one other major story uh, progress from these multiple angles with various uh, people all coming together at the climactic battle. So uh, perhaps, you know, I I can see that that's where all of the... what's ultimately going to happen because it's happened like that before. Um, It's not a... It's not a cool story element. It's not something new. It's not, you know, now it's only a matter of time before they all come together. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, maybe I much prefer the individual Usagi tales where he encounters one person or something like that and goes on some sort of adventure, some hero's journey, um, rather than these large conglomeration of character. Uh, pursuits culminating in one central place time I, I don't I don't think I'm going to be as big a fan of that because it's been done but the individual Usagi stories where we have an opportunity to learn about the culture about the history or the history of someone that he encounters or things like that I think those are going to be much more to my liking overall as I continue reading the series but um, it's certainly not bad I have definitely read much worse stories. Uh, this one just seems to be perhaps played. Um, at least I'm expecting it to be played. It could be that it turns out that I'll be surprised when when things come to a conclusion. Um, I don't think so, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll keep reading it, and uh, I'll, I'll be there when it does end just to, to see what happens. Next time out, Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3, Issue 20. The April 1998 Chapter 5 of the Grass Cutter Saga. Talk to you folks next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production and as such is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.